friends. Happy Monday. Welcome to Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me for a new week. I am pre-recording this on Saturday evening. So I want to say we had a great day yesterday in church, but I don't know because it hasn't happened yet. Pretty sure it's going to be a great day. Can't wait to preach. Uh, we're in John chapter 3, the end of the chapter. And if you didn't get to hear the message, it will go live tonight at 7 o'clock on Monday Night Rewind, or it's on the archive. We're going through the Gospel of John. Jesus up close is the message. And right now, or the series, I should say, right now we're in Psalm 41. We left off here last week. We're going to cruise through this psalm the rest of this week. And I hope that you are encouraged, enjoying spring, and um, listening to the voice of God in your life. Psalm 41 is David. There's three parts to it. We're in the middle of part one, verses one through four. And David's going through some hardship, and he's reminding himself of how God handles him. Okay, so let's read verses one through four. And today we're going to focus in on verse four. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him, keep him alive. He shall be blessed upon the earth. Thou wilt not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou wilt make all his bed in sickness. Verses 1 through 3. We talked a lot about these last week, but just a lot of hope. And here's one thing I want you to catch. Whether this is written before these events transpire, like, or if he's reflecting on them and, in a sense, instructing others, um, he is recounting, this is who God is. This is how God behaves. I can rely on God. I can rely on God's promises. And, my friend, that's probably one of the biggest practical takeaways from this, is that when you're in the middle of that blurry, foggy hardship, that burden, you can know that God is active and he will, he will, he will. That's what David keeps telling. He's preaching to himself. The Lord will, the Lord will, the Lord is. Jesus is active. God is at work in my life. God's leading me. God will see me through this. God will sustain me. God will get me out of it. God will do the work that he wants to do as a result of, uh, of these circumstances. And then verse 4, David owns whatever decisions, whatever sinful, uh, regretful steps he's taken that have created or fueled or fostered any of these circumstances that he's in. Verse 4, I said, Lord, be merciful unto me, heal my soul. Now catch this, heal my soul. He's praying for not just physical release, not just sleep, not just physical healing, but a spiritual healing. We could apply this to, to, to the sense of the gospel and salvation, but we could apply this to any time our soul is depleted or our soul has reached a desperate place, darkness of soul. We called it when we looked at uh, the last psalm. So, Lord, be merciful unto me, heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. And again, we see David's um, context of his relationship with God. He understands his sin and his sinful state before a holy God. This is a gospel view. Now, we get a clearer view of the gospel from the 21st century looking back, but it shows us that even in the Old Testament, uh, men who wanted to understand the principles of the gospel could. They could understand that they were sinful. Now, I don't know if David has a particular sin in mind, 
that God is pinpointing, specifying in his life, convicting him about, bringing forth repentance, or if David is just in this state of reflection, in this state of burden and hardship, he realizes, like Isaiah, woe is me. I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. When, when, when Isaiah came into the presence of God, it flattened him. God's holiness flattened him. So there may be a specific sense of God dealing with me about a bad decision or regret or something I did or, sh- or should make right, okay? But it could just be that David is referring to his state of being, that he realizes in God's sight he's a sinful man and that the only reason he can talk to God or approach God or be received, the only reason he can expect deliverance, preservation, life, blessing, um, strength, and recovery, the only reason he can expect any of that is mercy, uh, that he could never deserve it, he could never achieve it or earn it, he could never uh, pick himself up out of the depth of his lost condition. And so he says, God, be merciful. And there's a big sense of that, there's a comprehensive sense of it, like like salvation, God, I need to be rescued, I need to be uh, brought back to life and new birth. And, 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 and I need your mercy to wash me clean by the blood of Christ. I need to receive the antidote of Jesus on the cross for my sin and trust by faith his salvation. That gives me life, okay? But then there's this sanctifying journey after the new birth of spiritual growth where every day I'm relating to God uh, the, the line of connection. Okay, so let me give you an illustration. I'm holding in my hand an iPhone. This iPhone has a chip in it, a SIM card, that connects it to uh, AT&T. So you could say the only way this phone works is through the connection that I've agreed to, and that is AT&T, okay? Well, religion says your connection to God is your behavior, your moral good works. So be good so you can have a connection to God. Bible says, no, that's no connection to God. In fact, your good works are, even those good works are bad or laced with bad motives. So there is no connection to God in religion or good works. The only connection to God is through Jesus based on his work on the cross, which makes available to you the mercy of God and the grace of God. And you receive that by faith. So if you want a connection if you want a relationship, if you want an ongoing connection and relationship with God, not just new birth, but every day, your connection with God is through Jesus based on his mercy and grace and your faith, your belief in Christ. It's not, uh, it's not on off, by the way. Once you are born to God, you can never be unborn, okay? But that, that context, that connection, I should say, never reverts back to good works, okay? It's, it's not that God doesn't want to create good works in you. Ephesians 2 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship in Christ Jesus, created as new creatures, created unto good works. So yeah, God wants you to do good works, but he's going to create those good works himself through you and in you as you yield to him by faith. And as you relate to him on the grounds and on the basis of mercy.
So many of us understand that in relation to our salvation, our justification, like I'm justified with God by faith. The judge of the universe accepts me and declares me innocent because of Jesus. But then we revert back to our sanctification, our spiritual growth and maturity of striving and working hard to please God uh, on the basis of our good works, okay? I want to please God. I want to honor Him. I want to uh, glorify Him. But that happens on the same basis that salvation happens. It happens on the basis of faith in the work of Jesus because of His mercy. So here, my friend, like David, today, you can remember this. You are not relating to God on the basis of your goodness or your good works. You're relating to Him because He's good, because He is merciful. And so you can pray right now, today, Lord, be merciful to me. I have sinned. I do sin. I am, in an ongoing way, a sinful person. But you're changing that, God, because of Jesus and by your Spirit, by your work of grace unfolding in my life. So God, be merciful to me and heal me. Heal me. Grow me. Take me forward. This prayer in verse 4 is really a prayer of dependence. It's a prayer of not just repentance. It is. He's admitting sin. But it's also a prayer of dependence. God, if I'm going to be healed, if I'm going to mature, if I'm going to grow, if I'm going to go forward, it's going to be by your mercy. You do the work. You're the active agent. Heal me. Change me. Transform me. Grow me in your mercy. Forward from my sin. David hates his sin, he loves his God, and he knows what spans the gap is mercy. So it is with you today. Happy Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.